It is 7.25 or thereabout. I don't know exactly how long I'll be this evening. I do not intend to preach a real long message. But I do intend to bring forth what the Lord's laid on my heart. And we go to 1 Thessalonians this evening. I want you to think about this. We taught this morning and we talked about our labor of love, how God will not forget the work that's done for His name's sake and for His glory. This evening we're going to speak on a church that's highly esteemed. What makes a church highly esteemed? You know, we've spoken before about a church that was uh, highly spoken of. We brought a message years ago on that, but I was bringing this as I was studying for this morning's message. I I come across this and the Lord just kind of, you know how, you may not know, but uh, God's Spirit just says, hold up there for just a moment. I want you to look at this. And that was where, you know, we come to a point certain people are to be highly esteemed. Now, I know what this scripture is talking about. It's talking about the, the leaders of a church, talking about those that do the work behind the scenes and what have you. But I believe that a church highly esteemed is one to be mentioned of, as I said this morning, one to be thankful for. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, we begin reading at verse 1 where the Bible says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, They shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, since we are saved by the grace of God, since we are a peculiar people, Since we are members in particular, as I spoke of last Sunday morning, the Bible says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet of hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you. 
and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that, be, that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. How often do we see that in the house of God today? God's Spirit is speaking to us, when God's Spirit is directing us, when God's Spirit is leading us. Oftentimes we quench that Holy Spirit. As those that are saved by the grace of God, we have the will to do right and wrong. We have the will to follow or not to follow. As Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophecies, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. That's another one of those little points that so many churches today are forgetting. People are allowing all kinds of things into the church in the name of religion, in the name of getting along, in the name of serving the Lord. When God's not at all in their thoughts. But the Bible says in verse 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Folks, that's one of the, one of the great pleas of any man of God to his church family. Pray for us. Pray that God will give us utterance. Pray that God will bring back to our memory things that have been studied. You know, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, the memory of, of man begins to falter and fail. The devil begins to bombard the mind of individuals with all kinds of different concerns and it causes things to happen in the mind that we wouldn't necessarily think of very often. Pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. You know what that is? Listen, when you, when you come upon a brother in Christ, whether it's of your own household or whether it's another household, the Bible says to greet that individual with a holy kiss and the tradition of us as people is a handshake. You know what that means? I love you and I accept you as a brother or as a sister. 
That means that you care for that individual. And when people do everything in their power to go around you and not shake your hand, that kind of, kind of sends out a loud message. Hey, I don't want anything to do with you. God says here, listen, you greet each other with a holy kiss. You greet one another the way that I've greeted you. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Dear God, as we humbly come before your throne this hour, we do so with thankful hearts, recognizing, Heavenly Father, the direction of the Holy Spirit and the leadership of such. The Lord, I know without a shadow of a doubt that that which you have laid upon my heart this evening is what you want your people to have. And I'm satisfied with that, Lord, knowing that you have placed upon my mind things that touch my heart. Lord, I pray for this congregation tonight that you would cause us to have that great love for each other as we ought to. Lord, if there's anything lacking, I pray that you will help us to encourage one another. Help us, dear God, tonight to bolster one another, to lift up and encourage, even if it's just a smile. Lord, how great Thou art and how great Thou hast been to this body. May we all be mindful of the very blessings of that, that Thou blessed us with. Lord, I pray that You'll watch over us, draw our attention tonight, captivate our minds, open our ears, touch our hearts. Bless us this evening. Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And Amen. A church highly esteemed. A church highly esteemed is a church of God that can say, Well done, thou good and faithful servants. It's a church that God can look upon with a smile and say to that individual church that, you may become a part of my bride. And Emmanuel, that's what I see when I gather, when we gather together. And I put down here in a great big, big letters, perfect? No, not at all. I believe I mentioned that this morning. But we truly are blessed people relying upon God's abundant blessings. But how did we come to this place? Or how do we come to this position? You know, oftentimes I hear individuals began to bear down upon a, a group of people at church but God says here, listen, I want you to esteem one another. That means to lift up one another, to encourage one another, to, as I said a moment ago, to bolster each other. So first of all tonight, how do we come a church that's highly esteemed? It has to be a blood-washed church, amen? It has to be 
a regenerated body of baptized believers. It has to be members in particular, as I spoke of last Sunday morning, members that God, through the Holy Spirit, as we believe here in our church covenant, have been led to this body for a specific reason, to worship and praise the Almighty God. So the first thing we need to be is children of light. That's what's going to that's how we become a church highly esteemed. We got to be we got to be a regenerated body, a body of baptized believers as as what the the word of God would direct. In verses 4 through 11 we see that very that very thing where where a church must be a a true church in order to be a true church, they have to be born again. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Children of light is what we are. In John chapter 1, we'll go back to the Gospel of John. In in chapter 1, I want you to look at this and I want you to consider what, what God's Word says and what it has for us. The Bible says in verse 11, He came unto His own, but His own received Him not, but as many as received Him. To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Who do we believe upon? We believe upon the Lamb of God. Amen. Is that not what it says in verse 29? When John saw Jesus coming from the wilderness, he says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. These are wonderful thoughts. In verse 35 and verse 36 again, and the next day after John stood and his two disciples and looking unto Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, he didn't say a Lamb of God, he says the Lamb of God. I want you to consider these thoughts with me now. How do we become children of light? How do we become those that are saved and born again? How do we come to be an esteemed people, an esteemed people? Those that God is well pleased with. We have to be born again, saved by the grace of God. I mean, that's, that's Bible. That's the first thing. As a matter of fact, that's a, the, the first thing that you have to have in order to be a member of a church, you've got to be born again. You've got to be saved by the grace of God. And then the Bible speaks about that first, that first ordinance that Jesus Christ gave the church, and that is to baptize those that do believe. A church highly esteemed has to be a people that's born again and baptized believers. Amen. How do you become that way? How do you come to a point where you're saved by the grace of God? You, you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ lives inside of you. How do you know that the blood has been applied as your atoning covering? You go back to Romans in chapter 10 and verse 8. Down through verse 17 where the Bible says here, but what saith it? You know, I could say that to every unbeliever in this house tonight. Those that are unsaved, those that have never repented of their sin and trusted the Lord as their Savior, I could say right along with the Apostle Paul as he talked to the church here, uh, those Christians that were spread abroad in Rome, he said unto them, he said, what? The word is nigh thee, even 
in thy mouth and in thy heart. How does that come to be? Through the preaching of the gospel message. Through people teaching the word of God, through through faithful teachers, as I said this morning, who will, who will stand at this podium as Brother Jim does Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and he's always telling us about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Regardless of what his lesson is about, he'll bring in the gospel. Folks, that's what you got to have in order to see somebody saved and that's what you have to have in order to be an esteemed church member. you got to be born again. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess thy mouth, the Lord Jesus shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Friend, there is no, there is no question there. In order to be an esteemed member of any church, you've got to be born again and saved by the grace of God. That's essential. Listen, the Bible also says that we are to comfort each other because we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now secondly, how does the church become highly esteemed? And again, you know, we go back to our, to our text of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and I know where the, where, where the scripture is going to. It's going to the, the leadership of the, of the church. That, that nucleus that sees to it that, that sound doctrine stays within the confines of our speaking. Bible says esteem them people very highly. We think about our teachers again. We think about the pastor. We think about the deacons. We think about all these individuals. God says, listen, highly esteem them for the work's sake, for what they do. You know, we stop and we think about our teachers. We think about those who take our classes and and teach these young people, whether it's Sunday school, Sunday evening class, or vacation Bible school, let me tell you something. Those people are to be highly esteemed. You know why? That means you need to be praying for them. You need to be mentioning them in prayer. That they'll have the wherewithal to speak what thus saith the Lord. And friends, I can find, I can tell you right now, there's... There is that ability within the confines of the teachers of this body. I thank God for our teachers. I thank the Lord for our teachers and their, their way to re, be able to reach into these young lives and make a difference. I thank God for our adult Sunday school teacher. Folks, I'll tell you what, again, you know, I, I think these are things that are necessary in a church to bring out. God says to honor them where honor is due. And I thank God for our teachers. But I want you to know something. There are others in this congregation that ought to be highly esteemed as well. Those that give. Amen? Those that give. Treasure, isn't it a fact that it had it not been for those that give, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. I mean, you wouldn't be able to, to, to take the, 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 the money that has been brought into the sanctuary and, and buy all the, all the things that we do for our Sunday school, for our, our Sunday evening class, and for our vacation Bible school. Had it not been for people who are willing to give, I believe you ought to be highly esteemed for doing what God tells you to do, to give. 
be a giver. You know what? That's one of the things that sometimes you just you you wonder. Well, how is that? How is that perfectly uh, suitable to God? You know, I go back and I think about the tithe and, and I think about the tenth part. You know, I, I think it's one of the easiest ways for a man or a woman to give an offering is through the tenth of what God has blessed them with. Now, that's not all. I believe you can give a whole lot more than that, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not just saying that, you know, you know, I have people say, well, that was under the law. But isn't it the most simple way for all of us today to give? Because that means we give the same. Whether you're rich or whether you're poor, we all give the same. You see how God works that out? But those that give, I believe that God, I believe that God is, is His name is glorified through your giving. And I believe that people that give ought to be highly esteemed. It ought to be a blessing to you to give that we may be able to teach these young children, not just in our church, but up and down these roads in this community. You're to be highly esteemed for your giving's sake. You're to be highly esteemed for your care. Of one another, not just one another, but people in this community. You care enough to actually reach out and see about those kids. See about those children that have never been taught the Word of God. I'm highly esteeming our church family for all that you have given so that we can do the things that we do here. For the good work that's been performed without a grudging heart whatsoever. How do I know that? Because you can, t- you can see it in the, smiles, in, the, in, in the smiles of people as they come into the house of God and they see all the children that were here. These teachers as they're teaching and you can see the actual, there's no grimace about them whatsoever. You know, people talk about how, how, how full Sister Cindy's little room was always. I mean, she has to have two rooms. But you don't see a sad face on her, do you? You don't see, oh, woe is me. I've got all these children. No. Folks, I believe it's to be highly esteemed. Also for our Sunday morning and Sunday evening teachers, and all the helpers, so that they lack nothing in preparing these young people for the future, our future, the future church. Folks, I want you to know something. It's vitally important that we see to it that these young children are brought up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and taught the ways that this church has to keep going. Let me tell you this. I will say this. There are churches, I'm talking about once upon a time sound churches that are now drifting away because they didn't stick to the path. They didn't claim the old ways and now they're beginning to drift into these these things that make people happy. You want to make your pastor happy, happy, happy? I'll tell you how to do it. Stay faithful to the Word of God. Stay faithful. 
I just about. I've seen too much Duck Dynasty in the past, I reckon. <laughs> and I know my face is red. But you want to see me happy? You see, you show me a people that want to keep the old paths. You show me a people that are not willing to, 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 to sacrifice the old ways just to get people interested in church. Folks, I'm thankful tonight that we have a house full of people that are interested just in the old paths. Amen? I've always said and I'll keep saying it, if you get them with the Word, you can keep them with the Word. Listen, I don't have to have all, all these uh, new, new ideas that come in my mailbox. They used to come all the time, but they, since I never responded, they, they finally quit wasting their money. Well, listen, I don't need a new idea to build up a church, to build numbers. All I need is the Word of God, and God adds as He sees fit. Amen? I truly believe that. And I stand by that statement. Listen, God adds to the church such as should be saved uh, and those whom he places. I believe that with all of my heart. But the future church depends on our faithfulness here today. And that's the reason why I esteem you very highly for your work's sake and for your dedication to the sound truth that was once delivered to the saints of God. That's the reason why I esteem you highly. Because you like the doctrines of old. I esteem you highly because you like the Word of God. I was talking to uh, someone earlier and I said, listen, the Word of God is not always pleasant to us and sometimes, sometimes it hurts, doesn't it? Sometimes our toes get stepped on. Sometimes, hey, my toes get stepped on before yours ever does. Mine gets it three times every sermon. I have to think about that. I, you know, when I'm a... When I'm a bit, when I'm sitting over a sermon, I'm praying over it, and God's leading me. I have to stop and wipe the dust off my off my toes from time to time because God deals with my heart just as much as He deals deals with your heart. But I'm a pastor of a great church. Again, God's word says, "Know them which labor among you." Bless them that do so much for God's glory. Bless them for the church's sake. Amen. Who are over you in the Lord. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your teachers. Pray for your deacons. Pray for the grace of God on behalf of all the church family. And you will not go wrong. You will be blessed because of it. Now, lastly here, I want you to think about this. How does a church become highly esteemed? Well, from verse 14 through 28 of 1 Thessalonians 5, I believe the first thing we're going to have to do is abstain from all sin. Even the appearance of evil, the Bible says. You know, to me, I think it's a bad thing see a church vacate its services for whatever reason. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a, an appearance of sin. I, I believe that to make people happy, you have to call off church so many times a year for whatever reason it is. Or 
as Brother Manuel says, he's always want, he's always asked me, and this is a joke on him. He's already turned red, but he's always asked me, where's the coffee and where's the coffee and donuts at? Well, if there's any, they're going to be in the fellowship hall and you can have them after church. <laughs> no, it's just something between me and him that we kind of laugh at each other about. But you know, today's society, today's church and the liberal, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's, it's the liberal churches that are, that, are, that are going by the wayside, that are doing everything in their power just to, just to make people happy. When all it should take is the Word of God. All it should take is just hearing God's voice, the breath of God as He breathes upon our ears and our hearts. It should be enough to, to tantalize our thoughts and cause us to have a desire to look at one another with, with, with love and admiration and highly esteem each other. We cannot start bringing the world's fleshly allurements in. Flesh-pleasing activities are not at all always good for a body. I'm not saying that some of the things that, that we do is, is, is un, unseasonable to God. It's not unsavory. You know, uh, some people think that vacation Bible school is a taboo thing. Hey, I want you to know, I praise God for vacation Bible school I've seen what it can do in bringing families to God. I'm thankful for that. Amen. I'm thankful to be able to say that, listen, because of Vacation Bible School, there's a little boy tonight who come to meet Jesus. I actually met him through the Word. You see what I'm saying? Folks, I'll tell you, I think as a body together. I think we ought to esteem each other highly for the work's sake. That's not just a pat on the back. But that's the knowing and ability, knowing that God one day may look at you and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't that what we want? for His glory, that we may bring honor to Him, highly esteemed. Church, I know we're not perfect and I know there's a lot of fault in us. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We're, we're just sinners, saved by grace. Yes, there's people that are not faithful as they ought to be, but we're just sinners, saved by grace. Amen. But I commend this church again. Again, this has been a day of just doing just that. Praising and thanking God for our church family and for all the work that each one of you have done. From the, the offering box, from the giving to the offering box. Amen. To the teachers, to the helpers, to all those that worked in the kitchen, to all those that that done the special little things, the things behind the scene that nobody, nobody caught by just being here. You're, you made it special to somebody else. And I pray, I pray that God gets a hold of our hearts.
and helps us to see what a blessing it is to be a member of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. What a high honor. And it is an honor. And may God bless you with that is our prayer. Let's all stand, please.